Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a mundane conversation that'll hopefully help lull you to sleep, or at least relax you. I'm your host, Marco Timpano. I'm pretty relaxed. My name's Amanda Barker. Amanda, welcome to the show. Why are you so relaxed today? Your voice is relaxing me right now. Oh, good. Yeah, it's actually... We're winding down after a long day, and Mm -hmm. so it feels good to just sit here and unwind. I was grateful because I taught a workshop this past week, a podcasting workshop, and one of the students in the class said that he listened to this podcast, and he goes, I couldn't stay awake for it. And he felt bad, and I was like, absolutely not. That's lovely. If you fall asleep, that's the biggest compliment you can give us. Speaking of... uh, workshops and things, Mm. you have something coming up that our listeners can actually join in if they want to. Sure, but there's no pressure there. They don't have to at all. But uh, for fodder of discussion, um, I do have a workshop, you know, in this day and age of, actually, it's a reading. I should say that. It's not a workshop. It's a reading of a play that has already been produced last year. Um, So explain what a reading is for people who've never who don't know what that term means. It can mean a lot of things, actually, in the theater world. Um, This particular reading is happening on, it's actually a platform called StreamYard, but uh, Zoom seems to be the word, just like Google. Sure, It's becoming a verb. Um, Used to be Skype, actually, but uh, I guess Skype was more one-on-one and Zoom was more teleconferencing. So anyway, if you could picture that type of a platform, that's um, that's what we're using. And, uh, you know, we're getting together via StreamYard at 8 o'clock this Friday, November 27th. And we're doing a reading of a play that we've already produced, already done. And it's quite an interactive play. It's called Clothes Swap. Um, and... If you're still awake and listening, and if you have any interest, and no worries if you don't, um, closeswapshow.ca. There's lots of information on there about it. And you'll it. find the link there as well, and we'll put it on our show notes in case you're wondering, mm-hmm. and you don't have a pen and paper next to you. But mm-hmm. no worries. We'll have it available for you. Yeah, so it'll be available. Um, it's completely free. Um, anybody who feels motivated or moved to donate, we'd love if they donate to sistering 
which is a beautiful organization that helps women of of all identities and all states of life just get back on their feet in any way that they can. And uh, we'll have a link to that too, of course. But uh, yeah, it's a reading of a play. And so we're all going to sit in our cozy couches and armchairs at home or desks and uh, and read and, and just get to be this cast again and get to be these characters again and get to embody it as best we can. So I'm looking forward to it. Wow, that's wonderful. So you'll be reading right off the script in your each in your every actor in their individual homes will be doing that. Is that we great? are, but like any reading, you know, it does come off the page. We have done the show before, so we're not too tied to the script. So we're making eye contact, you know, with ourselves and with each other and uh, you know, with the audience too. So it it'll it'll be a reading, but a lively one. Like any, like any good reading. Sure. Sounds exciting. Mm-hmm. You know, these tools that we talk about, like Zoom, um, which we've been using a lot lately for work sure, and yeah. for, you know, just hanging out with people. Mm-hmm. I always find it interesting how many people have their computer so low that it's not at eye level, so mm. it gives them an unflattering view. It's such an interesting um, learning curve, sure. right? Um, everyone has a different setup that, you know, which was actually quite a private thing, you know, what, what your desk was like and your relationship to that. And with Zoom and, you know, we'll watch the news and people are using that type of technology to report into the news. Um, you know, it's interesting. I, I love seeing people's backgrounds in their living rooms, in their dining rooms. Sure. Their bedrooms, what art do they have on their wall, you know, what pens and papers they have or bookshelves, wedding photos behind them. There's something really fun. Oh, sure. And it's going to get more fun as we get closer to the holiday seasons or season, I should say, as you see different holiday things in the background. I didn't think of that, but you're right. You'll get to see how people trimmed their tree or... How many candles are lit on the menorah um, or if they have lights up or anything like that. Yeah, that'll be really interesting. What's the most challenging aspect of doing a live reading on a virtual platform Hmm. like the one you're going to be doing? I think Wi-Fi is a big problem or a big aspect because if you have, you know, uh, uh, if you're in a place in your house that isn't the strongest connection. Right. If you're on your phone, uh, a lot of people do these types of interviews and readings from their phone. One of our actresses, um, it just turned out that she had uh, a, two laptops and a phone, and the phone actually had the clearest picture and the best quality. So that's what we went with wow. in one of our tests. But, you know, I think um, the precariousness of Wi-Fi is one of the um, – challenges and it's an unforeseen challenge because when you're on if there's an issue with your wi-fi in that type of platform you're not aware sure that you're pixelated or that you're lagging you just you're just there Mm -hmm. and um so you think it's everyone else or you're not aware that there's any problem so that makes it challenging you don't know when your face becomes pixelated or whatever so that's part of it um or if someone else is using the wi-fi in your house. I mean, our houses are not business. They're not set up to be businesses. So 
you know, if someone else is playing a video game or um, surfing the web, or... Di- well, or downloading things right. from the web, that's that's what can take up a lot of, as they say, broadband. So, um, and I don't really know these terms very well, sure. but that's essentially what it is. So, yeah, that that's one aspect. You know, it's it's a challenge for everyone to feel an intimacy. Um, in a teleconference, but I think people ultimately, you know, we're we're adaptable creatures. Yes, and, we are. Um, knowing that when you look into the camera, you're making eye contact with that person, I think is important. And I do tend to find that I'm sitting very, very upright oh. just to get the best angle for myself. Sure. I'm doing it on a big armchair a lot of the time with my computer propped up on notebooks, so it's more at eye level. So... For me, that because it creates a sort of white background that's quite neutral. So that's what I tend to use. Sure. And it's also a part of the house that's kind of its own little corner. So I'm not I'm not revealing anything. I don't have you won't see my Christmas tree in the background, but it's also just all white. So right. it just creates some neutrality. I had to get a green screen because one of the things I had to do uh, for a Zoom business call was have a logo, that the company logo right. behind me. And because my computer is not the most recent computer mm. on the market, my laptop, it wouldn't allow me to just click on virtual background and put whatever virtual bra- background one would want behind them. And we and that's the most, that's the newest computer in this house. I know. So, so it might be time to get a new one. Perhaps. And so I got a green screen on online, mm-hmm. not very much, $25, and I strung it up, kind of like a, it's almost like a very bright green sheet, mm-hmm. like a, not quite lime, but like a, like a, a, a green, a proper green. Mm-hmm. And I strung it up, Amanda, and it picks up the color behind me or the logo really well. Mm. But I have a friend, and when we were, or my colleague, who was also a friend, we were all doing this Zoom call, and she didn't have a green screen, but her computer was such that it could superimpose the background. But the problem was, anytime she smiled, the logo was on her teeth. Okay. Wow. And and if she turned to the side. Why would that happen? Because it's dark in her mouth? I think it's anywhere there was like a bright white. Oh, my gosh. So when she would turn her head, the whites of her eyes would also have the logo (laughs) in the background. That's funny. It was quite funny. Yeah, it's tricky business, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we all, there was that famous boss a few months ago who turned herself into a potato somehow and then couldn't figure out how to get it out, and then just decided to continue the meeting as a potato. Yeah, because her I don't have the potato setting. No, the potato setting. So her app or some (laughs) her kids were using her computer, and it could transform you so that your face was in a potato. (laughs) And so this boss had a... Oh, that's probably a Facebook. It was probably through Facebook because you can do a group teleconference that way through Messenger. Right. So many different ways that you can connect with people, right? Of course. That's so funny. But yeah, anyway, um, yeah, there's so many, so many different little things that we're all still learning because it's relatively new technology. The fascinating thing is I had a question, Amanda, and, uh, about a Zoom call that I had to do. Mm. And so I put it on Facebook, the question, and I got so many responses so quickly mm-hmm. that answered my question, friends, 
and it was marvelous. It's amazing how many people are using it and know no information you might not have. About Facebook? Sorry, not Facebook, about Zoom. Oh, you I, put a question about Zoom on your Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. I missed a part of that, so yeah, I was like, sorry about that. yes, Facebook is a great tool to crowdsource answers to questions, is what you're saying. So a friend asked if we could talk about charity shops. And so I think it kind of bleeds in well with your show, Clothes Swap. Right, because Sistering is our charity. Right. And you can, it's, um, they don't have a lot of overhead, so they might be able to send you a card, you know, or a sure. nice email, but that's that's uh, that's as far as they go. But certainly there are a lot of charity shops. That you could go purchase Use gently used items and the money goes to charities. Oh, is that what we're talking That's about? That's what we're talking well, about. Well, I thought we were talking about gifts no. that you can buy. Like I bought um, for um, some people that we work with, I adopted an animal with the World Wildlife Federation. And tell, tell me the animals you adopted and why you chose them for those particular people. <laughs> well, you have the option on the website mm-hmm. for $25 or 35 I think if you want you can either get a plushy toy right so if you were to adopt uh, a whale you could get a plush whale to okay. send to a little one and maybe it comes with a little card I'm not sure but I think it does like a little certificate saying a whale has been adopted in your name great um, but quite frankly these were for our agents um, and the last thing they need is a they plush don't need toy. A, they don't need a plush toy. So uh, you and I share uh, three agents, and so our two agents and an assistant, I should say. And when I say that, I mean for our acting work and right. so on, so and our voice work. So um, for our dear friend, our agent Ron, I got him a turtle. It kind of reminded me of him. So it's a big, really big, beautiful card. Mm-hmm. And a nice glossy uh, photo of a turtle. It's interesting because when I think of a turtle, I think slow and old. And the last thing this agent is, is slow and old. No, he's not. But they're also wise. I think of them as wise, majestic, and calm. Yes. And he is those things. And um, he can also be a tiger if you disturb him. Right. But turtles can snap. Of course. So, but you have to really provoke them, and that's him too. Right. So, if he's really angry, believe me, you will know it. But for the most part, he lets everything glide along, and and he also Ron loves beaches and water and tropical locations. Sure. He really does. So, I wanted to get him a warm weather uh, animal. Cool. Now, our voice agent Noel, I got her a puffin. An Atlantic puffin. Oh, they're so so. In, those animals are so interesting and charming and unusual. I have to say, I don't know much about puffins. I think they're off the coast of like Greenland, Iceland, and Newfoundland as well. Newfoundland has yes. puffins. It yeah. does. Okay. Um, so we got her a puffin, and I just thought it was really pretty and kind of interesting and a little icy background, but it's holding a flower in its teeth in the picture. Its beak. In its beak, yeah. Um, it's holding an iris. Oh. And irises are really interesting summer flowers, and there's a color to it, and I just thought Noel would like that. So There you go. And then we got <laughs> Tim, who's the assistant. We got him a walrus. Okay. 
he does not remind me of a walrus. Right. Um, but he's funny and he's quirky and he's dry, actually. Sure. In a humor kind of way. He's British. Um, and I just thought, well, we're going with sort of water animals that live near in the water. So let's continue with that theme. And the walrus just kind of made me laugh. Amazing. Yeah. So this charity shop that uh, a friend of mine who is British, and so it's a term that she uses or they use mm. in the UK for these places, these secondhand shops right. that raise that their funds or the selling of the items goes to a charity. You know, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. It is interesting, yeah. Um, I I think in the States, there's actually more of those types of shops. I know my dad shops at a lot of them for various charities and churches have shops sure. too. But I don't, I cannot actually think of many. We have thrift stores. We have consignment yeah. stores. Mm-hmm. But actually, when you talked about it, I could think of one store in particular that had um you know um artisans from around the world and sourced in a sustainable way and that give back that type of thing um but i couldn't think of any that were thrift or second hand stores that then went to a charity other than one church that's really well known right right and remember in florida we went back to this charity shop cuz you saw this pineapple ring that you liked mm. And we went back there to pick it up because you wish you had picked it up and you were hoping that it would still be there. It's a garnet ring. That looks like a pineapple, right? Kind of. It's scored to look like a pineapple. Okay. Yeah. It's it's an interesting ring. I've never seen one like it. It's true. I don't wear it a lot. I should bring it back out. It's uh, I always think of it in January because, of course, garnet is January stone. But the stone itself is scored like a pineapple. So it has um, an interesting cut into the cut. It's yeah. all, it's all one stone though. It's not like normally you would think that's a bunch of little stones, but it isn't. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, we went back for that. Mm-hmm. But was that at a charity shop? I think I, it was. I thought it was at a consignment. Was it consignment? No, mm-hmm. no, I don't remember. I think it was a consignment shop. Okay. But yeah, I mean. I mean, we could name the two major places that you buy secondhand clothes here in Canada. Oh, we don't have to. There used to be three. I mean, they're very basic, right? Sure, sure. Um, And one has a charity affiliate. Okay. But it's for profit, certainly. It's a business. And then the other is for a church. What's your best find in a charity or thrift store? That is challenging. Sure. I mean, the one that jumps out to me... It might be a bit of a cheat because Ooh. it was at a yard sale. Does okay. that count? Yeah, let's let's make it a yard sale. Include a yard sale. Well, um, or a car boot sale, I think, as they say in the UK. Oh, right? interesting. Do they? We say, say garage sale, and uh, maybe they just say a boot sale. Right. They also say the tip for the dump. Right. right. Yeah. Um, I love, is, that, I love that we're saying this because our UK listeners are going to be like, we know what we say. We know what we say, <laughs> and you get it. I so often get but they it might, wrong. But they might not know. They might not know the word "the dump." Sure. Which is not a nice term. So no. I'd much rather say the tip. Right. Not that we say the dump much because living in the city, we don't go to it much. But right. back in the day, we used to. Um, 
So, uh, what was I saying? Your best find. <laughs> oh, okay. So we were going to Los Angeles, California, um, as opposed to what? As I don't opposed know. to what? Just Los thought Angeles. I'd add that in. Yeah, that's where it is. Uh, we were going there to perform um, a show in a festival many years ago. You and I, and our two good friends, and so we. Um, decided to raise funds and just to get rid of some stuff we had a yard sale or a boot sale or whatever mm-hmm. and uh we kind of put it up online we crowdsourced and said listen we're having a yard sale if you have stuff that you want to get rid of donate it to uh you know not the most charitable cause but it'll go to us it'll fund our little trip to go to los angeles to Let's be honest, have a great time, but also get to do the show. Right. I think we raised, I mean, each flight would have been like 500 bucks maybe. Sure, sure. But we we raised, I think, 150 total. But it was like a few meals, you know, a few a few fast food meals of maybe. Course. So anyway, um, or like the, the, the entry into the festival probably. But uh, – so we offered to go around and pick people's old stuff up that they didn't want anymore. And um Oh, I remember this so story. So our okay. friend Dale picked up a bunch of bags and from somebody she knew who offered. And this person said, you know what, my neighbors said, oh, you're getting rid of stuff to a good cause? I have a bunch of stuff. Take all of my stuff. So then she added, so there were bags that this girl didn't know and then bags that my friend didn't know. And so on the day, bright and early, because people do go to those yard sales bright and early. You're going to go, go early, get the <laughs> they, best stuff. It'll dr- be there at that time. They drive around. They look for the signs and they find them. So um, we had to get it out like at 6 a.m. So we were very quickly sort of assigning, okay, you're in charge of the clothes and you're in charge of the hardware and you're in charge of the dinnerware or sure, whatever. Sure, sure. And so there were a bunch of things on the table. So she had put all these things out on the table and, you know, we weren't going crazy. We were, everything was like $2 or a dollar or, you right. know, something really valuable, five or 10. You can't expect you're going to sell anything for a lot of money no, at one you're... of these things because people are just looking for exactly that, you know, spend a few dollars and, and get something interesting. So um, the day had gone on. I had done, I had folded out the clothes and made them look as nice as possible and I think it was a dollar and towards the end of the day it was a dollar for anything you want you sure know, fill up a bag and um, so this man came in and he he had this water pitcher and it was really uh, tarnished it was clearly a metal water pitcher but it was very tarnished very old there was dirt inside of it it looked like it had been through a lot and so not attractive in the slightest no not at all right and he said uh, it was marked $2, I think, or maybe 3 Sure. I think maybe 3 I think she had put $3 on okay. it. So he said, can I get it for um, $1? Right. And I said, how about $2? You know, meet me in the middle. I figured that's what he was trying to do. Right. And he kept saying, no, $1. And I was like, hmm. So we kind of joked about it. We kind of laughed about it. And he kind of perused like maybe. And he kept walking, but he didn't leave. And he was looking at other things. And when he went to look at some shoes, I picked it up and looked at it. 
And now I've spoken about this and my father's spoken about this. I, my father, as some people might remember if they listened to interviews with him on this podcast, he used to be uh, an antiques auctioneer. He right. worked for an auction house. And my family has always had a lot of antiques around and we inherited a lot and there's many stories involved with, with them. But I, coming from this family, am quite in the habit of anything I pick up, I turn over and look at the bottom. It's right. just something I always do. Sure. If I know it's old. And um, so he went and looked at some shoes, sort of more into the garage, part of the driveway. And uh, I picked it up and I turned it around. And I looked underneath and it was from Burke's and it was silver. It was a silver water pitcher from Burke's. Now, if you don't know what Burke's is. It's sort of Canada's equivalent to Tiffany's. Tiffany's. Yeah. And it's definitely one of the oldest jewelry shops. It's very exclusive. It's beautiful. Uh, my engagement ring is from Burke's. Thank you very much, Marco. You're welcome. Very much. <laughs> and uh, it's it's a very high-end Canadian store. Sure. Um, and so I realized that this is a silver water pitcher. Um, that probably had a lot of value. Right. And so, especially if it wasn't made anymore, it would be also considered antique. But even brand new, it would have had quite a bit of value. Right. So he came back around and he had $2 and he went to hand it, hand me the $2 and said, okay, $2. And I went, nope, it's sold. And he looked at me because I was holding it. And I said, I'm sorry, it's sold. I'm taking it. And uh, I put it away. He kind of laughed, and I was like, too late. Right. And uh, I don't think he realized what it was, so he just thought, okay, who cares? I didn't get my tarnished old water pitcher. Sure. And at the end of the day, I looked at it. I said to her, do you understand what this is? And she kind of was like, oh, well, whatever. It looked like garbage. And I took it home. And I polished the silver, and it shone like new. Yes. And it gleams on our table, and it sits uh, various places in our house. But I always have it out, and uh, I usually put flowers in it. And it's a beautiful silver water pitcher. And there you go. Do you know what the value of it is? I, you know, I haven't looked it up. I, it's not pure. It's silver plated. Okay. If I'm being honest, but it's a gorgeous looking va- a water pitcher. So I I would I'm not sure because I don't know the year it was made. Sure. I would put it modestly around seventy five to a hundred dollars. You know, Canadian. So sure, that's not a huge sum. This is an antiques roadshow, but right. uh, you know, still it's more value than the two dollars I was going to sell it for. Okay, well, and they're... and it's a treasure. It's a found treasure from the yard sale. Who doesn't love a treasure? Everyone loves a treasure. Mm. Well, this podcast is my treasure, as are you, Amanda, and we've come to the end. You're my booty. Oh, (laughs) well, I'm glad we're coming to an end. You can uh, go to our show notes to find out more about Amanda's reading, which will happen this Friday. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, this Friday, November 27th, 2020. And At what time? 8 p.m. That's uh, Eastern, Eastern time. Eastern so. Standard Time. But uh, you, we might leave the link up a little longer, but closeswapshow.ca. There you go. Until next time, we hope you were able to listen and sleep.